wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Being different is better than being better. Great all exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you expected to achieve is yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative, which is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today, we're going into part two in this series where we talk about quantitative versus qualitative change. As a matter of fact, I didn't even realize that I had laid this out into two parts here when I was recording yesterday's episode. So I am excited to go into part two of this because I like talking about this kind of stuff as long as I'm not losing any of y'all, as long as I'm not going over anybody's head with these subjects. And hopefully I'm not. So before I even get into that, first of all, let me tell you all that I have a daily motivation text to send out free of charge every single day to everyone who's in my text community. How do you get in my text community? Very easily. All you got to do is text me at my number, which is 305-384-6894. Send me a text right there. And every day when I put out my daily motivation message, you will be a recipient of the daily motivation. I mean, is that a simple enough way to get into a text community? I think that's pretty easy. I don't think there's anyone who can't do that. So while you're listening to me right now, since your phone is already in your hand, just text me at that number. And every day when I send out the daily motivation, you will be on the receiving end of that message. So without further ado, let's get into part two of two of this conversation on quantitative versus qualitative change. Point number four. So we did one through three yesterday. So if you didn't listen to that, go back and listen to yesterday's episode. So now you can pick up where we leave off here. Point number four. If you look at what I told you in episode 2163, when I talked about the four worst inaccurate formulas that people follow in life, the number one is hard work. Inaccurate formula for success is hard work. Yes, it's an inaccurate formula. Hard work is an element of success, folks. It is not a formula for success. Do you understand the difference? In other words, people who are successful, do they work hard? Yes, they do. Is working hard alone a formula for creating success? No, it is not. There are people who work hard who are unsuccessful. There are people who work hard who are failures. There are people who work hard who are struggling to make ends meet and to pay their bills. 
So hard work itself is not the thing that makes someone successful. Hard work is a part of success, but is not all of success by itself. Does everyone understand what I'm saying? I want to make sure I'm being precise in my language here, which I usually believe that I am. Number two, inaccurate formula that people follow. This is all still on the point number four is be good at what you do or just keep getting better at what you do. Number three is believing in yourself. And number four is people telling you that you deserve something. These are the four worst inaccurate formulas that people follow all of their lives. You want to notice something that all four of these inaccurate formulas have in common? Anybody notice what they all have in common? Let me tell you what the four things are again. Hard work, be good at what you do or get better at it. Believe in yourself and people telling you that you deserve something. You know what all four of those things have in common as inaccurate formulas? They are all quantitative. All of them are quantitative. Work hard, get better, believe, and you deserve. They are all based on quantity. They are all based on you doing more, do better, go harder. The challenge with more, better, and harder is that you are competing against the entire world at large. And the fact of the matter is, you versus 8 billion, you're probably not going to win. Somebody's going to win. It's probably not going to be you. By the law of probability, you probably won't win that race. This is why I've consistently told you that being different is better than being better. It's hard to prove that you're better than someone else. Unless we're doing something that is measurable, it's hard to prove that you're better. And only one person can be the best. Again, 8 billion people on the planet. That means it's going to be 8 billion minus one are disappointed people because everybody else is going to come in second or worse. But everybody can be different. That's the good news. Here's why that's a great advantage to you, because every one of us is born unique. You are already different. You don't have to work hard to be different from other people. Well, actually, you do, but not for the reason that you think. You are already born different. Every single one of us is born different. But we are socialized. Here's why there may be some work, because you've been socialized your entire life, the whole 17 or 27 or 43 or 64 years. You've been socialized and taught to be more like everybody else. All right, this is what happens in school. Now, everybody here went to school, at least some amount of school. What do you do in school? They tell you to sit down, shut up, fold your hands, sit at the desk and listen to what the teacher says. And all 35 people in the room had to do the exact same thing. And if you go against the grain and do something different than what everybody else is doing, you get punished or you actually get suspended. They do some kind of write up on you. They call your parents. They have a conference with the teachers and tell your parents that something's wrong with little Johnny or little Susie because they're not doing what everybody else is doing. In other words, when you do not conform and you don't follow what everybody else is doing in school, you're wrong and you're bad. And if you do exactly what everybody else is doing and you conform better than everybody else, you are a high achiever. You become a high academic performer. And when you get out of school, what do you do? You go get a job teaching other kids how to do the exact same thing that you did for 15 years that you were, quote unquote, successful at. This is what the academic system does, at least in the United States. I don't know if they do in other countries. The academic system in America, which I've already trashed in multiple episodes of this show, and I will in more episodes in the future, is all based on teaching you to conform and be like everybody else. The problem is you are born completely different and non-conforming to anyone else who has ever existed and whoever will exist in the history of the world. The system that we have here, and the reason I'm bringing this up is not even part of the point, but the reason that I'm bringing this up is because in the Western world, we are all taught to conform and be like everybody else when the very point of you being born was that you were completely different from everyone else. So what I'm talking about here is the quantitative changes that you have been taught are the formulas for success, which they actually are not. 
they are based in the fact that your schooling, the education, quote unquote, that you were given and education, the word education actually means to bring out of, to withdraw from, not to withdraw from, but to draw out of, not to put in, but to draw out of. Your teachers are not supposed to educate you. They're supposed to help bring the education out of you. Again, another flaw of the American educational system. You've been taught to conform and be like everybody else when the very point of making qualitative change in life is to not be like everybody else. So in order for you to get these inaccurate formulas out of your mind, you had to unlearn the bullshit that you were taught in your education, your quote unquote education. You have to unlearn the bullshit. See, if you had not gone to school and not been taught the way that you were taught, maybe some of you who are homeschooled, maybe if I got some homeschoolers who listen to the show, you, you don't have this problem of having to unlearn the bullshit. I went to regular, quote unquote, regular school. I went to elementary school, middle school, high school, went to college for four years, graduated from all those places. I had to unlearn the bullshit in order to get to the point that I can tell you what I'm telling you right now today. You had to do the same thing. You have to unlearn a whole bunch of the bullshit. I'm not saying everything you learned in school was bullshit, but you were learned to conform. You were socialized to be like everybody else. The problem is you're not like everybody else. So you learn to do something that's completely unnatural, which is blend in to be like the rest of the world. You shouldn't be doing that. If you've been finding yourself trying to do that, it's because you've been taught some inaccurate formulas. And all of us have been taught a whole bunch of inaccurate formulas. I told you in episode 2207, why blending in is a bad idea. I told you the day before in episode 2206, how to stand out in life. So if you haven't listened to those two episodes, they you should have. They weren't that long ago, just a few weeks ago. Episodes 2206 and 2207, they are listed down below in the show notes or linked down below in the show notes. It's a great advantage to you because you are already born unique. So all I'm telling you to do is just be who you were born to be. All right. That's why it's easy. Now, the reason why it's hard is because you've been taught from, let's say, about age five, you started kindergarten to whatever year you graduated school. So if you went from kindergarten through high school, let's say you graduated high school. What is that? From kindergarten, that's 12 years plus kindergarten. So about 13 years, about age 18. So you got to undo 13 years of socializing. If you went to college for four years, that's 17 years of socializing. If you did any post-grad, that's 18, 19, 20, 21 years of socializing. And if you're under the age of 40, that's more than half of your life you have spent being socialized to be something that's completely unnatural to how you were born and how you were made. So you see how this is a little bit of work that you got to do? This is why you go to events, you go to conferences, you read books, you get coaches, you join masterminds. So you can undo the bullshit and you can do it faster with other people's help than you could do by yourself. Everybody following me so far? You are born unique. You are taught to be like everybody else. Play to the natural order of things. And the natural order is not what you were taught in school. The natural order is the opposite of what they taught you, which is to be as different as you were made out to be. It is more natural to be different and it's easier to be different because that's how you were made. That's the natural order of things. Point number five. Today's topic, once again, and we are on part two of two, we're talking qualitative versus quantitative change. Number five. If you are a regular listener of this show, let's say you listen to 10 episodes or more of this show. I know some of you listen to hundreds, maybe even thousands. But if you listen to 10 or more episodes of this show, I consider you a regular. OK, one thing you might notice if you think about it is that a lot of what I talk about here, even though you could put me and many people do, you could put me in the inspirational slash motivational category. You notice that most of the stuff that I talk about here is not rah-rah motivational stuff is not stuff that I'm, I'm not making this stuff to get you all excited and amped up to go run through a brick wall. That's not my style. That's not what I would do. That's not what I would suggest that you do. Maybe that's what it leads you to doing, but that's not the purpose of this material. There are people who are out there to do that and they do it better than I could. And that's why I leave it to them. I do what I do over here. 
even though you may see this show as inspirational or mentally activating, I do want to activate you mentally, but not necessarily to run through a brick wall, but to maybe build your own brick walls. A lot of what I talk about on this show is about your mental approach and the way that you look at and think about things, which in turn affects the way that you approach and do things. That's what this show is about, is about changing your overall approach to things, not just work harder at them, not just believe more or sharpen your focus or put more time in. Again, there are episodes where I've talked about all of those things, but overall, the goal here is to help you choose the approach that's actually going to get you to the outcome that you want. That's what I mean when I say an accurate formula. And sometimes that requires a wholesale change in what you've been doing up to this point. Because if all it took was you to just get activated, you know, stick your finger in the socket and get motivated and inspired, then a lot of material that I talk about wouldn't be necessary. So this show is about the wholesale change. That's why it's called work on your game. Work on your game doesn't just mean do more of what you already accepted, what you've already accepted as true. It means let's figure out what the game is. Some of you, you think you're working on your game, but you're working on the wrong game. So I'm here to inform you, hey, the game you think you're playing, that's not the game. Here's the game. Now let's work on this. Not that, but this. You know, there's a book that was real popular for nutrition. It was called Eat This, Not That. Okay, that's a wholesale approach. That's a qualitative change. Don't eat that thing anymore. You've been eating that because you thought that was healthy. No, that's not healthy. Eat this. You understand? See the difference? That's a qualitative change, not a quantitative change. It doesn't say eat more of this, eat less of that, or eat more of this and less of this. No, it says eat this, not that. All right, so changing the whole approach. You follow what I'm saying here? And I didn't read that book, but hopefully I'm doing them a service by saying what I just said. No matter what I talk about, whether you hear it on this show, you hear it in one of my programs. If you're being coached by me, you read one of my books, you follow me on Instagram. It is about a qualitative approach. I'm talking about the quality of what we're doing here, not the quantity. It's not just about doing more and better of things, even though at times that may come into play. Many people come to me looking for ways to do something better and harder and doing more of a thing. Usually when somebody shows up to a Zoom call with me or you get into my text community or you're working with me in my mastermind programs, or even if you heard of me on somebody else's podcast, usually, and this is almost always the case with anybody, even myself, when I go into somebody else's stuff, I go to somebody's event, is we are usually looking for how do we do more or better of the things that we already have going on. Now, why is this? Why do most people approach things looking for more or better? Everybody who I've ever coached, when I ask them, okay, well, what are you dealing with right now? You know, how can I help you? What are you looking for? What are your needs? Usually they talk about something that involves more or better. Well, I want to be more focused. I need to be better in my discipline. I need to work harder. I need to have more. I want to make more sales. I want to have more customers. Usually people are looking for more or better when they show up somewhere. And here's the reason why, because you may not even be aware that there is a different approach that could actually get you that outcome better and faster than the approach that you thought was what you needed. And this is the main reason what I just explained is the main reason why many people don't go get outside help, because they think to themselves falsely, you're completely wrong if you think this. And many of you think this. So I'm talking to you that, OK, all I got to do is just work harder and believe more and get more information and get more focus and just keep you no know, doing it and put in more time. And I'm going to get the result. Notice all those quantitative words that I just used: more, harder, better, longer. Most people think that if they just do more, harder, better of what they're already doing, they'll get the outcome that they want. Wrong. And the problem is, by the time you realize that your formula was wrong, all this time has passed by. 
See, the people who come to me understand that even though they want more, better, harder, they realize that maybe, maybe, just maybe somebody, maybe this guy, Dre Baldwin, might have an approach that is different than the approach that I'm thinking about that can help me get to my outcome better and more efficiently than what I was using. Maybe he has a better formula than what I got. Many of you are too simplistic in your thinking to think that you just need to do more, better, harder, and that'll solve the problem when that's not actually the issue. The issue is you got the wrong formula. You are in the wrong forest, chopping down the wrong trees. You're in the wrong vehicle. You're in the wrong train going in the wrong direction. But you will never realize that when you're on. This is why you got to talk to somebody else. I was just talking to a gentleman yesterday. Uh, he's a neighbor of mine. Now we're probably going to do some business together. And he was telling me how, you know, his thing is when it comes to business, he was like, Dre, I'm all about collaboration. And he said so many people out there all want to do things by themselves. They all try to do things on their own and they think they can just figure it out by themselves. But why do that when you can collaborate with other people? You get a lot more done. They know stuff that you don't know. They can see things that you can't see. He was speaking my language. That's exactly what I'm trying to get through to you all right now is you have to understand that it's not just you and just do more, better, harder, faster. Are you tried that already? How old are you? Okay, so you've been doing that for filling the blank with your age years already. All right, how long are you going to keep trying that? I said this before. I'm saying it today. And guess what? I will say it again. People come to me looking for ways to do something better, harder, do more. They leave understanding that what they actually need is a complete change. Maybe some of the things that you're doing, let's just eliminate those. Let's just delete those. And there are some things that you're not doing. Let's add those in. That is a qualitative approach. We're changing the quality. Wholesale changes, folks. For you to get changes you want in your life, you need to make some wholesale changes most of the time. Point number six. Again, we are piggybacking off of yesterday's episode. Today's topic, once again, is part two of two, quantitative versus qualitative change. Number six, the biggest challenge with qualitative change is that many of you are emotionally attached to your comfort zone. I talked about this at the end of yesterday's episode, and it deserves a revisit. Many of you are emotionally attached to your comfort zone and your comfort zone is not necessarily of action. It's also of thought. And I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs every day and I'll tell you something. And I talk to entrepreneurs who are at different levels, professionals at different levels, professionals who are in businesses and companies that do over in the seven, eight figures a year. And also entrepreneurs who are getting started and they're just trying to make a couple thousand dollars a month so that they can do their entrepreneurial thing full time and quit all the other stuff that they're doing. So I see the whole range. And when I talk to entrepreneurs who are more on the starting end, people who are just trying to get to where I just need to make a couple thousand a month, Dre, so that I can be good and I can do this full time and I can let go of everything else that I'm doing. Usually they are the ones who are more emotionally attached to their comfort zones. And when I say comfort zone, I don't mean in the things that they're doing, but in the way that they're thinking. And the way that they're thinking is their beliefs are often Okay, I need to do these five things. Now I need to figure out how to do these five things better, harder, faster, so I can get to the money that I want to get to. When the problem is three of those five things are completely useless. You need to throw them away and put them in the garbage and you know, take them in the back and shoot them like an old dog. And we need to replace them with three different formulas, three different approaches. And this is the very thing that holds a lot of people back is that they don't even know what they don't know. They don't even know that they're operating off formulas that don't work. And the challenge, especially when you deal with entrepreneurs, and entrepreneurs are strong-minded. They're strong-willed. They are independent thinkers. That's the reason that they became entrepreneurs. It's harder to get them to accept this than it would be if I was working at some corporate 
entity and I was telling some employees to change, they would do it because they don't have the same mindset as an entrepreneur. So many of you entrepreneurs who are listening to me right now, yes, I'm talking about you, is that your strong-willed, strong-headedness and independent streak of thinking is probably about 40 to 70% of the very thing that's keeping you from getting to where you want to get to simply because you have inaccurate formulas and you don't even realize it because you're emotionally attached to your mental comfort zone. See, comfort zones are not just physical. They're also mental. People usually get into a comfort zone of doing certain things a certain way in life and they spend their entire lives just doing that thing. And at certain points, they do more of it. They do less of it. They get better. They get worse. But it's the exact same stuff. Doesn't matter whether they do more or less, better, or worse, it's the exact same stuff over and over again. Just do different versions of the same stuff. Or it's like Groundhog Day. Qualitative change, folks, requires that you divorce yourself from habits and activities and thoughts that you are comfortable with and step into completely new realms. That is qualitative change. Here's my question to you. Here's my question. I'm recording this in the middle of 2022. My question to everyone who's listening to this right now. What qualitative changes have you made in your professional life this year? I want you to text me and tell me that. So just text me and say, Dre, hey, I'm referring to episode number and just put the number of this episode and tell me what qualitative changes have you made in your professional life this year? And if you can't name one, you can tell me that too. You say, Dre, you know what? I haven't made any qualitative changes in my professional life this year. L-O-L. All right. What qualitative changes have you made so far in your professional life this year? In other words, wholesale changes where you changed your approach. Do not tell me about how you did something harder, better, faster, more or less. I want to know qualitative changes. It means you threw something out that you had been doing for a long time and you adopted something brand new that you had never done before. A whole new approach. Where have you done this? Where have you gotten out of Groundhog Day in your professional life? Many people are uncomfortable making such changes. The reason why I'm putting this challenge out there, and I don't expect to get too many texts about this, I'll get some. And some of you might think you made a qualitative change, and I'm going to point out to you that it's actually not. But text me anyway so I can find out. I want to know. Many people are uncomfortable making this change. This is why I'm putting this out here. I don't expect to get thousands of responses to this because many of you haven't done it. People are uncomfortable with this, even though you're logically aware of it. I think over the last two days, I've logically explained this enough that any of you can understand it. But are you emotionally accepting of it? That's the question. It's not about whether you logically get it. Logically, you get everything I've ever said on this show. I got thousands of hours of material of this show alone documented already. You can see it. All of it's out. You go to workonyourgamepodcast.com. You listen to anything I ever put out. It's all there. Do you emotionally accept it is the question. Many of you are emotionally unavailable to make qualitative changes in life. Emotionally unavailable to make qualitative changes in your life. This is why many people, quote unquote, know what to do, yet they don't do it. I remember I had this course for playing basketball overseas. I don't sell it actively anymore. I still had the book, which you can see right over my shoulder right there, the Overseas Basketball Blueprint. Somebody had signed up for a course to play overseas basketball, and they said to me, well, Dre, I watched a lot of your videos, and I read your books, and know the stuff that's in your course is stuff that I, you know, I already know it, so I don't really need the course. So they asked me for a refund for the course. So I refund them the money for the course. But this guy had never played a second of overseas basketball and never did. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, how do you say you know something when you haven't actually done it? See, people logically believe that they know a lot of things, but they haven't actually done them. You don't know something until you've done it. And you don't really know it until you can teach it. So here's the question I want you to text me about. What qualitative changes have you made in your professional life this year? If you don't have an answer, tell me that too.
Let's recap. We're on part two of two, the topic again, qualitative versus quantitative change. Number four, look at what I told you in episode 2163, the four worst inaccurate formulas. Notice that all of them are based on doing more, better, and harder. The challenge with more, better, and harder is that you're competing against the whole world and you're probably not going to win. School taught you to conform and be like everybody else. You were socialized to do that. You were rewarded for being like everybody else. The real world is the complete opposite. And many of you have never realized that. You got to undo 13 to 20 years of socialization that was based on bullshit in order for you to embrace the natural order of things, which is being different because no two people were made exactly alike. Number five, if you're a regular listener to this show, one thing you notice is that I don't talk about a whole lot of rah-rah motivational material that's going to make you run through a brick wall, even though you may be inspired and activated by what I say. A lot of this is about your changing your mental approach. No matter what I talk about, it's always about a qualitative approach, the quality of what you are doing and the way you do things, not just doing more and better of a thing. Point number six, the biggest challenge with qualitative change is that many of you are emotionally attached to your comfort zone. You are emotionally unavailable to make any kind of change when it comes to your approach. You just want to stay in your comfort zone and do the things that you are comfortable with. I remember I was working at Bally Total Fitness in 2005. There was this guy there named Sean. He was a trainer. I was a salesperson. He was a trainer. And Sean was telling me how he was training this guy. This guy came in there. He's about six, seven. He's a basketball player. And I didn't meet the kid, but Sean was training this kid. And I asked Sean after his session was over, I was like, how'd it go with that kid who was a basketball player? He said, man, this guy didn't want to do anything. He only wanted to do the stuff he wanted to do. He wanted to do some ab stuff. He wanted to do some biceps. He wanted to do cardio. And I was trying to show him how to do some other stuff to get him stronger, but he didn't really want to do it. He just wanted to stay in his comfort zone. That's how many of you are. You just want to do the stuff. You hire a personal trainer, but you only want to do the workouts that you want to do. All right, what's the point of you even doing it? All right. Are you emotionally available to make wholesale changes that is going to get you to where you want to get to? This is the mindset and the strategy piece of the four part framework that we work on in the university. So let me tell you now what to do now that you've heard what I said over the last two days. First of all, text me to get my daily motivation free of charge. My number is 305-384-6894. And secondly, go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. If you want to work in my Bulletproof Mastermind, it's my group coaching program right there on that page. You can get all the information and get started. Just click on the button. If you want to work with me one-on-one, click on that button at the top of the page. It says sign up for a one-on-one call. We'll get on a Zoom call free of charge to talk about where you're at, where you're going, where you want to be. And I'll tell you how exactly I will help you do it. That is all at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Again, workonyourgameuniversity.com. That link should be down below in the show notes. But if it's not, just type it into your browser. You know how to type. All that being said, work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge. 305-384-6894.